0: Some strong language is used in this episode, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Today is February 25th, and we are going to discuss an event that I've never heard of before called the Sir George Williams Riot. The Sir George Williams Riot, also known as the Sir George Williams Affair or Event, was an eruption of energy and anger on a Montreal campus in 1969. It was an unfortunate end to what started out as a peaceful protest by 200 students, angry with their university's decision regarding complaints of racism against a professor. Let's go back a bit. In the 1960s, Montreal was a hotbed of activism Inspired by the civil rights movement in the U.S. and decolonization happening across Africa and the Caribbean, students and the wider community in Montreal were mobilized to denounce racism in their city. Youth were inspired by the changes they saw happening around the world. Speakers and activists were invited to Montreal. There was a real community of activism flourishing. Immigration of Black people to Montreal was also on the rise, and this new infusion of people and cultures really grew the community. This included Black students from the Caribbean who were attending the many universities in the city, which brings us to the event that we're going to discuss today. In the spring of 1968, six Caribbean students at Sir George Williams University, now a part of Concordia University, filed a complaint against their biology professor, Perry Anderson, They accused him of racial discrimination in his courses because he always gave them failing marks, regardless of the quality of their work. The university administration's response was cold. They accused the students of being whiners, simply unhappy with their failing grades. Eventually, the university agreed to form a committee to investigate the claims. Ten months later, on January 29, 1969, the committee rejected the complaint. News about this complaint had gotten around campus, and white students were very supportive of this fight between the university and the six black students. A hearing was called about the committee's decision. The university administration was justifying and defending their stance in front of a room of student attendees, and when the conversation didn't seem to be progressing and actually got pretty heated, Professor Anderson left the hall. Students were outraged that they weren't being heard, so 200 of them decided to hold a sit-in at the computer center on the ninth floor of the Henry Hall building. The sit-in lasted for several days. Conversations were happening between both sides, and eventually a negotiation was reached on February 10th. The university administration committed to holding another committee to reassess the original complaint of racism against six Black students. So students started to leave. And there were about 100 students left when the agreement fell apart. The faculty of Sir George Williams, who sided with Professor Anderson, vetoed the agreement to have a new committee appointed. When word of this got out, the remaining students barricaded themselves back into the computer room, taking the elevators and phone lines out of service. During the sit-in, the media had been covering the situation with very clear racial overtones, The protesters were a mixed group of black and white students and demonstrating very peacefully, but headlines were depicting the protesters as a group of angry black thugs. Canada was very racist, and the media and public opinion of this event were clear. This was nothing more than troublesome immigrants. The university turned the matter over to the police to deal with, and on February 11th, the police took action. When police showed up, the students threw objects out of the windows. The riot police broke down the doors to the computer lab, and in the confusion, a fire broke out. It's unclear who started the fire. The police say the students did it, but the students say the police did it to smoke them out of the computer lab. As students left to escape the fire, they were beaten and arrested by cops. The 38 black students were divided from the white students. As all of this was going on, from the street, a crowd could be heard chanting, Burn niggers burn, let the niggers burn. When it was all over, 97 people had been arrested, white and black students. The damage totaled over $2 million, and the computers were left charred and destroyed. A total of 1,044 charges were brought by the Crown against the students, of which only 50 of them were heard in court. Of those charged, some students spent up to two years in jail, and some were deported. The kind of students who were able to move to Canada to study from the Caribbean in the first place were wealthy, privileged people, not poor, dumb thugs as the media tried to portray them. And some of them went on to have very successful careers after this. Unfortunately, others struggled mentally and physically after the incident. Among those arrested and convicted were Roosevelt Douglas, who later became the Prime Minister of Dominica, and Anne Cools, the longest-serving member of the Senate of Canada. The day after the riot, February 12th, Professor Anderson, who at this point had been suspended, was fully reinstated. A university committee acquitted him that summer of all of the charges of racism that had been leveled against him. Canada's image after this event was in tatters. Media from all over the world had picked up this story. Canada, it seemed, was not much different to its neighbour to the south. Protests and demonstrations were held across the Caribbean against the university, and the Government of Canada for its response. The university implemented a few changes afterwards to include student representatives in its decision-making bodies. This event brought to attention the overlooked, overly ignored systemic racism festering throughout Canada. Riding the winds of the time, students at Sir George Williams rose up to fight against an injustice that forced all Canadians to pay attention. Thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow.